Hello, and welcome back to From My Mom's Basement. I'm your host, David Chamberlain, and this is episode 25 of the podcast titled Dry Shampoo, written by myself. Thank you all for listening. I love fall, Dwayne says, looking out the windows, but I hate that it starts to get darker later. You mean earlier? Amber says, scooting beneath the table. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I meant, he says, bashfully. Uh, darker earlier. She smiles. This is a nice place. He nods in agreement. Now that they're seated and still, an excruciating silence emerges. They desperately search for the next topic of conversation while the awkwardness only grows. He organizes his silverware while she smooths some wrinkles in the tablecloth. This is on me, Duane says, nervously. I don't want there to be any confusion about that. I, I asked you out, so this is, this is all on me. Okay, Amber says, half smiling. Thank you. Another beat of silence. So, so what do you do exactly? Duane blurts out while unfolding his napkin. Oh, uh, I, I work in marketing for a tech startup. Really? Marketing? Wow, that's, uh, what kind of startup? It's an app, she says, nodding to reinforce her statement. Cool, he says. What's the, uh, what's the app do? Um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly. What? He asks, kind of bewildered. How, how do you not know? Well, I've, I've only been there for three weeks, and, and the whole premise is kind of vague. I, I don't really know what the point is. Well, how can you market something you don't know about? He asks. Oh, marketing has nothing to do with the actual product. That's, that's like the first thing you learn. Marketing is about curating a feeling, an aesthetic. It's about what people feel when they hear the brand's name. Huh, he says. And uh, w- what do you want people to feel when they hear your app's name? Smart, she says, taking a sip of water. Smart and erudite and classy. So how does that translate into your marketing campaign? Well, I'm the social media manager, so I do mostly like the Instagram stuff. Um, mainly that translates into like sleek graphics with shades of green and cream colors. Well, I feel smarter already he says, smiling. Amber rolls her eyes. That's amazing you can market a product you're basically ignorant to, he says, actually amazed. She shrugs. Well, it's always been about how things look, how they appear, never about what they actually are. That's, that's been true since the beginning of humanity. Dwayne nods and opens his menu, scans the various food options. It's all very expensive. Amber opens her menu as well, if only to pretend to be interested in what's served. There is another momentary lapse in conversation here, something that Duane can't abide by. So so I have a question, actually. What are your thoughts on dry shampoo? Duane asks, kind of explosively. Amber smiles. My thoughts on dry shampoo? Yeah. The way you worded that sounded so serious, like you're asking for my thoughts on Israel and Palestine or something. Well, we can get to that later, he says, half-joking. She pulls her mouth to one side and looks up at the ceiling. I mean, um, yeah, I use dry shampoo a lot, actually. It comes in handy. Why do you ask? Okay, he says, 
See, I think dry shampoo is literally the best thing since sliced bread. It, it can literally like degrease your hair, make it look as though you've showered, and as an added bonus, it, it adds some volume, which for lazy guys like me, that's amazing. Yeah, she says, furrowing her brow quizzically. You've just described the main function of dry shampoo. Did you know that cars can go fast or that airplanes can fly? Dwayne rolls his eyes. Just hear me out, okay? Okay. I, I think there is a huge m- marketing opportunity here, he says, kind of wildly, as if he's onto something big. If, if these dry shampoo companies only knew how much men would be willing to buy their product, if, if only they knew what kind of market there was for lazy men who didn't want to shower, they'd be gazillionaires. All, all they have to do is, is market dry shampoo to men. It's a huge opportunity they're missing out on. I'm telling you, if they marketed to men, it would become a male-dominated product like aftershave or something. Yeah, that's interesting, she says. Too bad it won't work. Why? Well, shampoo's already an implicitly feminine product. Any product that contributes to hygiene is a feminine product. Shampoo, body wash, etc. Well, who says that? That's just kind of the way it is. Women pretend they don't grow hair on their bodies, and men pretend that they don't groom themselves. Somehow grooming makes men less masculine. That's silly, he says. It's more than silly, it's damaging, she says, closing her menu. But it doesn't really matter what it is. To use the trite cliche, it is what it is. I just use that psychology to manipulate people. That's what marketing is. That's why there's men's and women's shampoo. Black bottles and purple bottles filled with the exact same soap. It's ridiculous, but it's the way it is. But but that's exactly it, he says. Dry shampoo is used instead of actually washing yourself. It's a substitute for real showering and shampooing. It's perfect. It's less hygienic than actual shampoo. Hmm, she says, thinking. That's interesting. Maybe if we renamed it something else, something more masculine. Like what? I don't know. Um, maybe like... Instant shower. The man nods slowly. That's perfect. It's utilitarian. Like, like, something to be used in a pinch. The waitress approaches the table now. Her hands clasped behind her back. She is a smartly dressed, middle-aged woman with an oatmeal complexion. Good evening, the waitress says. Can I start you two off with anything to drink? Um, I'm fine with water, thank you, Amber says. The waitress nods, turns to Duane. Um, I'll I'll have a ginger ale. Do you guys have ginger ale? The waitress nods. Yes, we do. Great, I'll, uh, I'll have a ginger ale. The waitress smiles and walks away. Listen, Duane says, leaning in towards Amber. You can, you can get a drink if you want. I don't want you to think you have to get water or something. You, you can get whatever you want. Amber throws her head back in surprise. Uh, I I didn't think that. I, I wanted water, so I ordered water. I'm, I'm not that polite, trust me. If, if I wanted a drink, I would have ordered one, but thank you, that's, that's very nice. Oh, Dwayne says. Okay, I was just making sure. I know sometimes it's, it's awkward when you're going out to eat and, you know, um, don't worry about it, she says, waving him off. It's okay. Dwayne swallows and looks out the windows again. Amber sips on her water, perhaps kind of pointedly. 
Have you been here before? Amber asks. Dwayne returns his gaze to Amber, looking somewhere not quite in her eyes. Uh, no, actually, I haven't, but it looked kind of cool, so, so, yeah, I, I, I thought it would be fun to come here. Amber nods. Yeah, it's cool. Um, what are you gonna get? Dwayne looks down at his leather-bound menu. Oh, he says, twitching his head as if to order his thoughts. I, I haven't really looked at the menu. I mean, I, I, I have, I just haven't really read anything. <clears throat> what are, what are you gonna get? Amber folds her arms. I, uh, I thought the spicy macaroni looked good. Spicy macaroni? Dwayne asks, a little too loud. That, that sounds awesome. Where did you see that? Amber reaches across the table, flips through Dwayne's menu, and points at the bottom right corner of a page. Dwayne notices her fingernails are painted deep purple and that they shine. Dwayne nods. Wow. Yeah, that looks great. I might, I might have to get that too. Oh, uh, don't, please. Amber says, quite seriously. What? Why? Because that's kind of weird. Us both getting the same thing. Maybe if we were in like a big group of people and we happened to order the same thing, maybe that would be okay. But when there's only two of us, I, I don't know. That just seems weird. Weird to whom? Dwayne asks, kind of offended. Amber clenches her jaw. She didn't expect to be challenged on this. Having to defend this idiosyncratic behavior makes her a little nervous and a little PO'd. I don't know, she says. Maybe weird to the waitstaff or something. She might think we're, we're sexual deviants or something. Because we ordered the same dish, Dwayne asks. She'll think we're sexual deviants because we ordered the same food? It's possible, she says confidently. It's, it's all about optics. If, if a couple orders the same dish in a restaurant, they obviously don't care about how they're perceived, which means they probably don't care about violating all kinds of social protocols. And that could be indicative of other weird behavior, including sexual deviancy. Um, can you elaborate on that? Amber shakes her head and flares her nostrils. No, I don't have to explain my logic to you. Do, do you know how condescending that question is? What, what question? What, wanting to understand your thought process? I, I, I just want to understand. I'm not going to elaborate. Can, can you at least explain to me how ordering the same meal at a restaurant violates social protocols? There's nothing wrong with getting the same thing. But there is, Dwayne. There is. It's like going to an amusement park and only riding one ride over and over and over. That would be weird, right? Not wanting to experience any other rides, just going on the same one. I'm sure you could imagine that kind of person as being a sexual deviant, right? What? Dwayne asks. That's, that's not a valid comparison. You're, you only order one meal at a restaurant. That's the very nature of a restaurant. You don't try every single dish they have to offer. This isn't an amusement park. And if it were, we would just so happen to like the same ride. That's it. Are you trying to invalidate my experience? What experience? Amber clenches her teeth and smiles wildly. The experience where I find it odd to order the same dish at a restaurant, especially when there's only two of us. No, I'm... 
Well, yes. Actually, I guess I am trying to invalidate you. That that should be invalidated. This behavior shouldn't be allowed to not be invalidated. You're acting like a child. Honestly, it's, it's really unattractive. Amber drops her jaw. <gasps> unattractive? Unattractive. You're here looking the way you do, and you're calling me unattractive? Oh, are you serious? Go look in the mirror. Dwayne looks down at his chest, as though he might be able to actually see himself. He looks back up at Amber, obviously offended. I, hey, when, when I said it was unattractive, I, I meant the behavior, not the, uh, not you in general. Do you, do you think I'm unattractive? Amber rolls her eyes. What, what, what if we shared the spicy macaroni? I could order something that we can share too. No. Why not? Because I don't want to share my spicy macaroni. I want it for myself. Why would I want to share something I ordered for myself? Now the waitress returns to the table and places a warm basket of sliced bread between Amber and Duane. Are we ready to order? She asks. Her ignorance of the situation is almost offensive. Duane looks at Amber. Amber looks back at Duane. Uh, Duane mumbles. You know what? Amber says, interjecting. I think we need a few more minutes. Oh, and actually, I, I was thinking that I might get a drink. Sure, the waitress says, smiling. What would you like? Amber furrows her brow. Well, I was looking at this bottle of Merlot here. She holds the wine menu up to the waitress. The waitress nods. That's an excellent choice. And uh, you want the bottle? Uh, yes. Uh, we'll, we'll have that out for you in just a moment. The waitress speeds away from the table. Duane watches her walk away, waits for her to get out of earshot, and then leans in towards Amber. Veins are now poking out of his forehead like curly tree roots. His cheeks are going red and purple, almost as if he's holding his breath. That was a $400 bottle of wine, Duane whispers, trying not to explode. I know, Amber says, unconcerned. But you so selflessly gave me, little old subservient me, permission to get a drink. So I did. Yeah, I meant like a Diet Coke. I didn't mean a $400 bottle of wine. Oops. I'm not paying for that. Well, I don't have my wallet. You can use Apple Pay. I have an Android. Why? Why what? Why do you have an Android? Isn't that kind of like tacky? Tacky? Are you shaming me for having an android? Well, yes, kind of. I, I don't think I've ever met a woman with an android. Typically, only maladjusted men have androids. But, but that's besides the point. You can still Venmo me. Venmo me, right now. No. No? You said I could get a drink. I know what I said. I know. I, I can't afford that. You shouldn't have offered it if you couldn't afford it. Venmo me right now, or I'll order the spicy macaroni. You're insane. I'm insane? I'm insane. Really, I'm the insane person here. I already have a plan, anyway, Amber says, satisfied. You, you have a plan? What, what are you talking about? What do you mean you have a plan? A plan for what? When she takes her order, I'll just order after you. That way I can be sure to order something different, even if I have to order something other than the spicy macaroni. Well, once I order something, it's not like it's set in stone. I can easily just say, hey, you know what? I actually want to have what she's having. That sounds great. We'll, we'll both take that. You wouldn't dare. 
Yes, Amber, I would dare. And you know what will happen? You know what will happen if we both order the same thing? What? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No one will give a shit. No one cares. Why would they care? Now the waitress, flanked by a sommelier, approaches the table. The sommelier is a tall, needle-headed man and holds a bottle of Merlot in his hands like a sacred artifact. He delicately places two wine glasses on the table. This Merlot is a great choice, the sommelier says, uncorking the bottle. Might I suggest pairing it with the spicy macaroni? The flavors complement each other wonderfully. Oh, that's great, Dwayne says enthusiastically. Hear that, Amber? Maybe we should uh, both get the spicy mac. Amber smiles. Death sits behind her eyes. Oh, well, we'll, we'll have to see, won't we? The sommelier pours Amber's glass and moves to pour Dwayne's. Oh, no, Amber says. He won't be having any, thank you. The sommelier looks at Amber, confused. The whole bottle for yourself, eh? That's right. Oh, come on now, Dwayne says, tapping his wine glass. Don't leave me dry. Give me a little something. No, Dwayne, Amber says. Dwayne, you didn't want any, remember? You have your ginger ale. Why not? I'm paying for it, aren't I? It'll go well with my, with my uh, spicy mac and cheese. The sommelier pours Dwayne a glass. Dwayne smiles. Oh, well, uh, enjoy, the sommelier says, placing the wine bottle on the table and walking away quickly. Now the waitress approaches carrying all the weight and significance of the Grim Reaper. All righty, she says. What are we having? Amber's purple fingernails dig into the tablecloth. Tears are literally welling up in her eyes. Her arteries pulse in her neck, flashing against the skin. She's starting to hyperventilate. Meanwhile, Duane pretends to peruse the menu, comes to the page with the spicy macaroni, and clicks his tongue. He's enjoying himself. You know what? He says. I think I'll take the... Thank you all for listening. That was episode 25, titled Dry Shampoo. This episode was written, edited, produced, and narrated by myself, with the music being by Kevin McLeod. Thank you all again for listening. Mm-hmm.